This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. And uh, we're up to arguably the most compelling team, I think, in terms of off-season storylines and in terms of potential improvement for this year, the Gold Coast Titans. And joining us now is uh, Chris Chard. How are you, mate? Very good. Thank you, guys. Um, Gold Coast Titans are compelling in the same sentence. What a time to be alive it is, really. It is weird. We haven't we haven't really... Those those things wouldn't have been synonymous since probably the uh, the Matt Rogers, Scotty yeah. Prince days. So. You were the only Titans fan I know on Twitter who was there when they were last compelling as well. Like, there's other ones on there, but all the little young fellas. So you're like the only one I know there that's been there that whole time. Yeah, look, it's interesting times. I was actually, um, I was working with the Australian Rugby League before the Titans came about. So I was sort of in the in the nitty gritty of the bid team and, you know, stealing Gold Coast Dolphin hats and merchandise and the like and selling doubles tickets outside Carrara and getting threatened and things like that. So I've been on the inside, uh, been on the outside and, you know, been there since day dot. So, uh, I, yes. I think you're probably the only person in the world that owns a Gold Coast Titans cookie jar in the shape of a fat man. It's actually Anthony Frankie, I believe. Um, <laughs> no, someone, someone pointed that out to me that it, it bore a great resemblance to it. And um, actually, we had a meeting one day. He's still at the Titans um, and Buff, and a very nice, nice man uh, from from Murbar there. So, um, yeah, look, um, the cookie jar. I got it home, and about ten seconds later, the kids dropped it. So I had to glue it back together, you know, piece by loving piece. So um, oh, survives to this day. Much like Mal Meninga has glued the Titan squad back together from what, yeah. <laughs> what a great metaphor. Yeah, very, very much so. Um, yeah, interesting dude, man. He sort of uh, is in and out around Parkwood. Yeah, he's, I think he's back living in Canberra these days. So um, he's not up there super often, but when he is, he certainly makes his presence felt. Um, yeah, look, he's one of those guys. What do we, we talk about? Four D chess, and, and Mal is is really. Really, one of those guys who um, you know, plays the long game with things. I think with rugby league, you have rugby league people who understand rugby league inside and out. And I think the two biggest standouts are, of course, Wayne Bennett, who has been there since you know since rugby league was invented at the Georgia Hotel, and uh, and Mel Meninga, who in many ways is his is his protege. You know, coming through there at South Brisbane and the like. So those guys, they just understand. They've got enough cred to be cool with the papers, and they've got enough cred to sort of be cool with. Um, you know, rusted on rugby league guys, so they just know the game inside and out. And, that, and I think that's what Mal brings to the club. He just knows everyone, knows when to play his hand, when to not. So, a pretty good pickup there. Yeah, I agree. In terms of on-field pickups, I guess I mean you lose Jai Arrow, that's not great, but you gain Tino and David Feeder, two of the most promising forwards in the game. Um, you got to be excited about that. Yeah, look, it's an interesting one. I think at this time last year when the swap was going down between. Well, when Jai was leaving and Tino was coming, you would have thought, well, the Titans are probably coming off slightly second best. There, Tino, of course, not having reached his peak at that stage, and you know Arrow already being an established representative player. But uh, saw Tino's forty meter try on the weekend. You sort of think, <laughs> who, who actually is coming out in front here? You know, I mean, Tino is younger. He's playing. It's not an exact same role, but you know, there's some similarities there. He's perhaps a little bit more barnstorming. And um, as for as for Dave. Um, you know, it's it's going to be a roller coaster, you know, as it is with anyone with a last name for feeder. I think there's going to be ups and downs. But if you'd asked me 18 months ago if I could buy anyone for the Titans, it would have been Viliami Kikau. 
and just you know they always needed that rampaging wide running back role which they just couldn't seem to get and i guess dave is coming up to the next best thing you know he's that guy he's he's probably going to miss some tackles and be a bit lazy in defense every now and then but he can get him across the line and i think what you've seen of the titans in the last few years they're really good at getting to the opposition 20 and then it's like getting that last 10 meters can be a real handful for them sometimes. So Dave's the one who you think, oh, he's going to get the ball, you know, and he's going to be able to actually convert all that possession into points. So, yes, it's going to be ups and downs. Um, Might talk a bit about the other feeder signing a bit later on when we talk about boom rookies, as uh, as your guys (laughs) know. Because I've been hearing very good things. Yep. Yeah, I, uh, just about the podcast, I assume, not not players. Very <laughs> much so. I, I caught that one you guys did with Sasquatch, and I thought you were you know, very fair and reasonably balanced. So, <laughs> yeah. big fan. And you've um, only really added, other than that, you've only added what Herman, SESE, and Paddy Herbert, but those are all pretty much players. Like the four we mentioned plus extra feeder, those other four are pretty much all going to be in the game day 17. So, it's a pretty, pretty good off season for you guys. Yeah, look, Paddy Herbert, uh, basically, what we've done is, is gone out and got. Young Tunama Payers, you know, non-mustached equivalent, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we lost Young to the Melbourne Rebels for some reason. And we've gone out and we've got Patrick Herbert, who's very, very similar role to him, I think. You know, a defensive centre, but he can also kick goals. So that's so that's great. Um, Sam McIntyre was, was another sort of young big bopper they picked up as well. Um, but, yeah, look, some quite interesting guys. Um, the spine is going to remain the same. Um, so yeah, look, it will be interesting. Um, yeah, it's one of those years you look at the ins and outs column and you're happy with what you see. I think everything has been accounted for. Ryan James was, of course, a bit of a bit of a sad one to let go. I know the Titans that were really keen to keep him on in an ambassador role and sort of have a, a role with the club ongoing. So that one stings a bit, but you know, I mean, he's found a good home there at Canberra, so you can't, no one's unhappy with him it's just a, a little bit sad to see him roll out in the lime green and you know don't win too many against the Raiders either, so it's going to rub it right in <laughs> yeah for sure um so what it's weird right because when you have such uh, it's kind of strange because they haven't had like the overhaul in terms of the personnel that that um like the Cowboys had for example in terms of like off field but and really, I mean, all you've done is sign two amazing forwards and also lose one in the process. And yet the mood around the club and everything just seems to be so much more positive than in previous years. Is that fair? Uh, yeah, look, extremely so. And I think you can just put that down to Justin Holbrook, you know, basically. He is, oh, I've met him a couple of times, you know, I'll get candid here. My kids do nippers with his kids and I've tried to strike up a conversation many times of very, very little success. Um, I'd very much describe him. He's sort of your, your coach Taylor type. You know, you really don't want to let him down. He, he looks like, <laughs> it's one of those guys, it looks like he was, he's lived on the Gold Coast his whole life. You know, he's down there and he's wearing his cut-off sleeve, his big wide-brim straw hat, you know, arms folded. And, you know, this is at, you know, Burley Beach on a, on a Sunday morning and you've got Mark Minicello there. You've got Darren Lockyer's kid running around in the same class. You've got Luke O'Dwyer. So there's plenty of um, plenty of NRL talent around there. But yeah, his uh, whole book doesn't give much away. He's extremely fit and just seems one of those guys who it's hard hard not to like. You just want to just want to do something to please him, and he doesn't yell and scream, and he he talks quite concisely. But he's sort of upbeat. Um, it's a hard one to put into words. I remember going out and watching the Titans train in 2019 under Garth Brennan. 
And it was just the strangest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was just, it was like they were training underwater. You know, guys would, they were literally just running through a set of six. Like, like you do at, you know, at park footy training, like, you know, the five eight will cut it out to the center, will pass it to the wing, will go to score. Like, it's not going to happen in a game, but you, you sort of do it at park football training. And to watch these professional players doing that and stopping every now and then and having sort of this languid wrestle, it was, it was very strange and you know, extremely depressing, if I'm honest. You know, I mean, you'd mention Garth's name and people would be like sort of looking away and just, you know, affable sort of chap. But <laughs> as far as uh, coaching-wise, there was a, a lot of questions there. So I... I put all this positivity down to to Holbrook and, and how he's come through in the second half of last season. Took them a while to get going last year. You know, it took them a, a long, long time to work out what their team wanted to be. Like there were some calls at the start. You just go, Tyron Roberts is playing fullback this week. Like, what is what is going on? You know, like a guy like Keegan Hipgrave, who, you know, oh, yeah. everyone loves. <laughs> he's like he's like your best mate, Keegan Hipgrave, or one of your mates who Everyone wishes or says they wish was their mate, but you're secretly glad they're not because they just get you in the trouble. That's Keegan Hipgrave for me. Like, love watching him as a rugby league player, not at my club, you know, because yes, something exciting is going to happen, but it's goal line defense. And, you know, you just felt like Holbrook was trying to give him a chance and give him a chance. And then sort of, you know, now he's off at Paris. So, you know, maybe you'll rub it in and, you know, play semi finals football with Paris. Yeah, I hated the first half of the year, mate. I was, I, I was like, I'm off this coach because <laughs> you can't change your team every goddamn week. You just can't. And, it, and obviously the results didn't come until he settled a bit. It, it, it almost felt like, not that he'd written the year off in many ways, but it almost felt like to me, like especially after post-COVID, you super sort of think, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to try a few things here. And, you know, because at the end of the day, we can say, well, it was a COVID year. You know, I'm going to get a bit of leeway here. And yeah, look, there's a lot of buzz, but at the end of the day, the Titans did only beat one team who finished in the top eight last year. And that was the Knights in the final round of the regular season, which was you know, a brilliant game from the Titans. They absolutely demolished them. Um, Brimson embarrassed Ponga to all corners of the park, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's the problem. Uh, they will have to, you know, beat teams like, Storm, Ravelos, Panthers, these are the guys, if they are, you know, going to be the real deal, I guess. And, you know, that's still the big question. Can they beat these big teams? And we'll probably, I'm going to probably ask about this. Like, Ken Smith thing's still in the air, but if that doesn't happen, and if you ask me, it's, it's, I think he's retired, but if you're left without that, you're still left with that huge problem you had last year, which was there was a new hooker every second or third week. I know when you were winning at the end of the year, you stuck with Mitch Rain, but I just want to know, how do you feel about that spot, that hooker spot, if Cam Smith isn't a thing? Yeah, look, I saw Cam at school the other day and I gave him the big bloke nod and he gave me one back. So, you know, <laughs> that's that's a pretty good sign, I thought. You know, I'm talking about up as a win. And sort of like, he's sort of he's come up here to spend time with his family. He's not going to be driving three hours to Red Hill and back every day to play for just his mate, Kevy, you know, where there's quite a bit of work to be done. Um so, but if we, if we take him out of the conversation, it was really interesting last year with the hooker role. It was almost like, you know, when you play a video game, let's say something like Streets of Rage and you've got, you've got the fast character, then you've got the strong character, and then you've got the all-rounder. That's generally how it works. And I think that's very much what it was. You had Pete, who is extremely fit, 
will make you 58 tackles a game, but then run for seven metres in attack. Then you had Aaron Clark, who, who was very young and aggressive, but, you know, did make some mistakes and a lack of communication there. Pretty, He'd spent some time out of the game and pretty raw. Um, Tanner Boyd, who I thought filled in admirably. You know, he's normally a halfback. First year in first grade to play dummy half. That was, you know, a Matty Strama type effort for mine. Um, you know, he'll be back, but as halfback, I think. Um, and then you had Rain. It was like, well... Rain has some flaws. He doesn't have that great short kicking game like you need from a modern dummy half. He won't make a million tackles a game, but he does bring energy to the team. He does come on, and you get worried when he's in your 20-meter zone because he loves a scab try. He's very good mm. at the scab try, which is good. You know, when the Titans struggle to score points, having a bloke who can just get in there and score a scabby is good. Um, and I think it was just that energy that won in the spot. Um, so interesting. I'm not sure what Pete's doing. I follow his... Instagram handle quite closely. He seems to be, you know, just sort of biding his time perhaps for, you know, a team to need a hooker. Not really sure. Aaron Clark still sort of, you know, he got some time in the trials. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting one, the, the hooker role. But I think it really is reigns till he loses it. Um, I prefer Cam Smith myself. But, you know. it's <laughs> a close one. <laughs> I, I've come to love Mitch Rain. We, we've talked about the story about when the Titans signed Mitch Rain, correct? That's the one where, you know, he signed it around Christmas time and it was Secret Santa and he's got uh, Nathan Peets as his, as his personal buy gift for it and he's got him a, a Tweed Heads number nine jersey. You know, just an absolute savage move and it came true. So, I mean, he has displaced one origin half before, so... Who knows if Cam, you know, did sign for the Titans, he might be playing for Tweed. So. <laughs> that is good. I've heard that story. That's a great present. Absolutely <laughs> savage. He did it and he just looked him straight in the eyes, I think. Like, yeah. Rain has got that little bit of psychopath about him. I I am shocked, by the way, that Nathan Peets is doing nothing in an NRL where one club is rotating Cade Cust and Lachlan Croker and another is rotating Jeremy Marshall King it's and Cerny Katoa. Very interesting. There was that nugget that the Dragons were on a lookout. And, and, of course, when McInnes got injured, you thought, oh, yeah, but then McCulloch obviously happened. So it seems that's out of the equation. I've heard things about Sharks and Parramatta, and, and yeah, Manly seems like that sort of place who would pick him up at the moment. But he's just out there playing golf and flogging lawn care products and, yeah, Super League sort of not an option these days. You could you could probably see him chiming in at Catalans or something, but it's very, it's very interesting. It just... He seems to have dropped just – it's like he's not in the conversation anymore. So. And even over at New Zealand, Wade Egan did something last night. I don't know how bad, but he went off with his arm and a shirt sleeve. Yes, and it could be Carl an elbow Lawton. injury. So. Yeah, and he had Carl Lawton, the other former Titans reject. He's hurt, so they could be starting Jazz there who they weren't going to have in their 17. Like, Yeah, they're perhaps, just weird. Pete's is nowhere. Perhaps Pete's will go the Kane Lawton route and just be a full-time you know, influencer. Um, <laughs> get yourself a look at his Instagram page, people. He's a good-looking chap. Um, very good-looking man, Kane Lawton. I think he, he played a couple of games for the Titans. Yeah, went to Kane Manly is a and stunner. Absolute dreamboat. Yeah, he's a, I'm looking now. He's a pretty handsome fellow. Yeah, he's very good. good on Great him. rig. I like that it doesn't have his name. It just says online trainer in all capital letters when you click on it. Good. Jesus, Good he's stuff. got he's got bigger since I last saw him. DM for Millbands. Yeah, I when I was working at the Titans or the ARL development, I had this thing where you know, I had to drive all these sixteen year old, you know, young footballers around. And one day I had my car I had Kane Lawton, Will Matthews, Jordan Rankin, 
And what was the name of that skinny kid? Played on the wing for West Tigers and the Eels or Hunt, was it? Um, or Justin yeah. Hunt. Justin Hunt, yes. It sort of had, had the, the whole bang in my little Corolla and driving up to Moggle to drive across the ferry um, for a rugby league car. And even then, as a 16-year-old, Kane Lawton had just these enormous biceps and counting calories and calories in, calories out, things I'd never heard of. I was many, many years older than him, so... Um, yeah, he's been at it for a long time. But, um, Mate, that is the most Titans car of all time. It's only going to be more Titans if you had like Jamal Idris and Dave Taylor and those type of guys, but that's like the most Titans battler car of all time. Oh, I was quite, <laughs> I was quite lucky. The the other ARL development employee, he got Jordan Rankin and Jordan, sorry, not Jordan Rankin, Jordan Rapana, Rapana, yeah. and Rapana's opened up a can of creamed rice on the boot of his car. <laughs> he's 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 picked it up and there's this dirty great big ring <laughs> that's been cut into this bloke's car um, from this creamed rice can. So, but lucky, um, just had Will Matthews bogging my car on the Mogul Ferry. Yeah, well, good on him. Um, who is a veteran player you're looking at that could make a leap this year? Interesting. Um, Titans don't have a lot of old players. It was that's one of the true. things I found out. Um, Jared Wallace. Um, Jared Wallace played a lot of football Mitch in 2019. Interesting. I have my reasons. He had a lot of, played a lot of football in 2019, man. A lot of bad football, like a lot of terrible football. He just wasn't happy there. And 2020 had a really quiet start to the year. You know, he had some injury, sort of dropped, then was coming off the bench. Um, Jolie and um, and Mo playing in the front row there. And I think it was a really big wake-up call for him. You know, he'd gone from the state of origin player who was sort of going for the motions to, to pretty much, you know, out of, out of the team there. And things weren't, you know, real happy, I think, you know, with Jared. I think there was some some antagonism there. There were some strange things. He had a he had a boxing match. You might have remembered that. He had a, he had a boxing match against a gentleman from the Sunshine Coast Falcon side. And someone had passed on to me so much so that Titan CEO Steve Mitchell had actually had actually offered to fight Jared in, in his boxing match, which which was interesting. Um, so <laughs> Jared, you know, then twenty twenty came, and but by the end of the season, I guess very much like the Titans themselves, he was playing exceptional football. I think he was he, that game against Newcastle last game just played, you know, absolutely blew his stats away from the rest of the season. I think he was desperately unlucky not to play in the Origin Series, especially when, you know, Queensland were a little bit short up front. Um, played some great football and on the weekend again in the trial match, played a really good game. You know, quite a few players looked pretty sluggish, but you know, Wallace did score you know, a fortunate try really, but played really hard and strong. He's locked down that starting position. And I think... At his age and, you know, being a guy who's come through the Titan system before going to the Broncos and coming back, I think he is looking to finish his career really strong, play representative football again, and I think he'll be one of the Titans' best and consistent players. Um, but, yeah, look, a real drop-off in stats last year, but I think he'll be right back this year. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think what, what you mentioned there um, is probably part, in, at least for mine, is why he had a bit of a downfall he got a little focused in, in, from what I've heard as well. He got a little focused on his numbers a couple of years ago. Like he's really big on his numbers. And once you become one of those kind of selfish footballer front rowers, after a while your numbers are good, but you actually your game doesn't really match those. Like we've seen many of those guys that, that, that love that, the padding the, the 120 meters off 16 runs or 150 meters off 20 runs. Like 
whatever you're talking you want. about Corey Parker, are we? Just... Well, he's he's one of them, <laughs> the end of it as well. But like Andrew G, third man in, yeah, Andrew that G, table can up, flop he, it in, yeah, a controversial one, Steve Price, Ooh. But, <laughs> at the end of his career. Um, but uh, anyway, I think last year you said reality checking his minutes and his role in the club, but then he started playing a little less minutes and he started, I do agree. He actually started playing a lot better football towards the end of the year, but I think it was because, you know, he's only carting the ball 10 or 11 times more impact in those efforts. And it'll be easier this year when you have guys like Tino and Mo's been there anyway, but he'll be there. You'll have Fafita. He doesn't have to be the big dog on campus. He can follow in their wake, and I, th- I think he will have a good year. But I um I hope he doesn't play rep football again because I think he's a cat. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, Chris, what about what about on the other side? A, a young player it can be someone who played a little bit of first grade last year, or someone coming through the ranks. Yeah, look, interesting. Um, the one who I wanted to talk a bit about was Jojo Fafita, uh, young. Uh, Southport school product, you know, sort of nab from rugby union, um, only 18, didn't feature in the trial matches, but hearing a lot, a lot of chatter that he is, yeah, he's going to be really big. Whether he plays NRL or not this year, I'm not really sure, but he is a lot closer than people would have thought. You know, he is 18 and he is extremely big bodied and you think, you know, he's playing in in the back. So perhaps, you know, physically he might be, actually ready he hasn't really played those games against men so i'm guessing they will at least blood him in q cup to see how he goes against you know, against men but yeah he looks really looks the part um just big fast strong um yeah so it's pretty hard to go past jojo as a young guy and the other guy is spry um a lot of time for my spry guy um spry scored he scored 20 I think he played 20 games for Tweed in 2019, scored nine tries. And he played some games at the end of last year. I think he played five games, scored one try. Could have scored a few more. But, you know, he was playing – I think he was playing out of position. He is a centre. And, you know, he was coming – it was really hard for him last year because he's sort of coming out of the cold. He's one of those guys who, you know, you want playing week in, week out. But Spry, I think he's he's 21. Um, You know, there's a dearth of centres for Queensland. I think it's not – but it's probably a big shout, but it's not a massive shout for, to think Spry could play Origin. Maybe not this year, but next year. I think he's going to push the Titans' centres, especially the new Patrick Kerber. I think he's going to push them all the way for a position. I, I, I still think he's a centre. I think, you know, it's one of those gross analogies where you, you compare him to a great player, but he reminds me a lot of, of Hodjo. You know, he's tall, he's got long levers, looks like he's going slow and he's going really fast. By the end of the season, he had so much confidence. And I think, you know, he's a great he's a great product. I think he will end up being the first bloke signed by the new Brisbane side, especially if it's the Jets, you know, with the Ipswich connection there. But Spry is really, really one to watch. And he's going to be a really good player. That's just sort of working out who fits in the back line and who doesn't. And with that, the other guy who... He's not young now, but he's been around a while. He's sort of in that middle phase, probably peaking now, is Brian Kelly. Um, desperately unlucky not to play Origin last year, I thought. Um, again, he's from he's from Ballina, so he should basically play for Queensland, I think. Um, and he probably would have got a run. Um, he would have he started for Origin. Get out, Freddie. <laughs> leave him alone. Um, so, and look, he has been – he was one of the Titans' best in the trial against the Warriors. I mean, there was a lot of – you know, pretty bog standard play there, but 
Kelly played great. You know, now that he's got that confidence in defence, he's got players around him, can really score a try, you know, from nothing. So 24, I think he's peak of his powers now, Kelly. And, yeah, I think he'll have a really, really good year. Yeah, I agree Ryan with that. Kelly is younger than people would think. As you yeah, he's been around for a little age. while. It's, it's weird. He went to Manly and he was back. And, yeah, he seems 100 years old. I would have guessed, you know, 26, 28. But he's 24, which is pretty much peak. Yeah. Um, one of those guys who not having city country really hurts because you know, be you know, in an understrength country team, but scoring four tries, you know, out in Dubbo somewhere. So, yeah. Um, and Tremaine Spry, you mentioned it's quite funny. He's kind of like terrible term, but a post hype sleeper. He was like a big junior, and everyone was talking about him like four years ago. And it's been so long, people have forgotten about him that he's like 21, was a Queensland 18s player, was good enough that the Roosters poached him, then you poached him back to Queensland. Um, I do think that there's a spot there for him. And I know Bolter origin takes are usually treated hot. Queensland centers, there's, there's really no there's much there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, not, like, you have a look around. Games. I mean, there's, yeah, <laughs> there's capable. And yeah, yeah um, you know, Edric Lees sounds like he's got an injury. And, you know, yeah. Brinko Lee repeating the magic is, you know, an interesting one. You think he'll bow out just one of those, you know, Adam Mogg style. Uh, so, yeah, yeah look. I see Spry on the left edge, you know, running along Suncorp <laughs> Stadium and, you know, doing the big palm. I, you know, I can feel it. I'm going to look. I'm going to say this year, chuck him in Origin this year. <laughs> I like it. Why I, not? I, I love him. Um, love we, we are running out of time, but I do. I'm curious about this. We've we've talked in a few episodes now about the sort of, uh, chucking guys at that lock position and just hoping for the best. It, it, it looks like, and a few people are saying this that it might actually be Tyrone Peachy's best position. Yeah, I think it is. I think the the thought that Tyrone Pitch is a utility player is now being disproven. I don't think he's a center. I don't think he's a five eight. I don't think he's a fullback. I don't think he's a hooker. I honestly, you know, if you'd asked me when they signed him, I thought, great, Titans have finally got a center. But I don't think he is. You know, he's it's it can goes against all rational, you know, modern rugby league thing. But his best position is literally putting him there at lock and say. Okay, Tyrone, stand second receiver occasionally and sort of suck guys in and just run have around. a few darts and <laughs> just get on there and work. And it's sort of it's it's weird. I, I'm guessing they're going to probably go Tino for the first 20 minutes and put Peachy on there to you know cause a bit of havoc because they're not going to play that second hooker on the bench. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. it's weird but true. He's one Strange of the few. Yeah, there's a that little lock. One thing they have achieved: the little man is back in the middle of the field with that. Oh yeah, change. a lot more little locks going. Your kings rise up. Do you remember when Pete was playing lock in 2019? Yeah, yeah. Let's not it was the strangest thing. Strangest it wasn't thing. good. To move past that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I do want to ask, so we've got to talk about, well, now Fogarty, Jamal Fogarty, because you have been a Fogarty man from way back. You, you're a early believer. You, you you've got to give me some Fogarty takes. Oh, just when he started playing last year, everyone was like, oh, you know, good kicking game, a good passing game. I kept saying, just wait till he runs. You know, wait till he starts running. Wait till he's confident there. And you see that now. He's breaking the line and getting angry tapped by a prop 80 metres down the field. But uh felt so bad for him that game because um, he scored a great <laughs> try afterwards. Um, but, look, yeah, that's the thing people don't realise about him. He's actually a really, really fast player. Can break a line. He's not just a guy. He's not your Shane Perry. Just chuck it to him for a safe kick. What I'm trying to say. He's, he's got game. Mm. Yeah, big fan. And, uh, and. All I'm saying is if you get Sammy Saluma and Tyron Roberts Davis in there as well, guys. That's it. There's time to buy Cam Cullen stock. There's still time. Chris is right on Fogarty for years. <laughs> Cullen. I look back at that <laughs> Cullen's first ever game against the Sharks. I'm just like, 
this guy should have played 200 games. He's just uh, <laughs> and when they're talking about, oh, you know, we should go out play a guy, buy a guy who can play a hooker. That was my my thing. I was trying to get him to buy him as a hooker last year. I'm like, get Cullen here, get him as a hooker. He could play hooker. He could be if you can turn Tanner Boyd into a hooker, you can turn Cullen into a hooker. He's, yeah. you know, he's, he's short, he's fast, he's got a little bit of game, but um, you know, he's uh, up there at the fins and, and selling property. I just really hope the Warriors take a look at him with, you know, they need that sort of player. They've got the relationship there. Imagine Cam Cullen playing for the Warriors this year. I don't know. He's another guy who every time I saw him play, caught my eye. Like he just had something about him. I don't know why he's never kicked on. He just had that weird thing, had a couple of games, got injured and sort of got caught in that weird rotation they had. You know, when you got three starting halves and you just you keep going through them and you sort of got rotated out the door and went to Manly. And Manly had this thing where they buy Titans players and then just ruin them. Him, Kane Lawton, Nate Miles, it just is ridiculous. They just fall off a cliff when they get to the peninsula. So yeah, yeah. play Manly. Uh, that's fair. I think we're gonna ball with blaming Manly for most things. Um what's a what's a game you've got penciled in the calendar this year? I, I I'm assuming every game against the Broncos is huge, but um I'm... Yeah, look, I should do something, you know, sort of prosaic like the Broncos round two and blah, but you know that's gonna be big and you know, it sort of tells itself. I, I'm, I've done a bit of a deeper dive and I found some hidden gems in here. This is what you want to see if you're just going to watch two Titans games this year. You want to watch round nine, Tigers, Campbelltown, 5.30 p.m. Jared's not home. He's let us into his house. and They're always good games. <laughs> Tigers, Titans games are always good. Campbelltown, dry track. It'll be 34-28 and it'll be one in the last two minutes. Always good games at Campbelltown. And we can go to West Leagues afterwards and have fancy cocktails. Fantastic. <laughs> and this one's... Uh, Strange round 12 versus Sharks, Coffs Harbor International Stadium, 2 p.m. on a Sunday. Now, Titans Sharks matches are generally just well renowned for just being dour slugfests, but last year was a sort of a bit of a tick and a bit of um, they've ignited a rivalry there. Um, two both games, Titans were well in it, and then something weird's happened and they've just gone straight out the door. Um, the most famous one was being at Cogra when Kevin Proctor. You know, had the, had the biting incident, um, a bit of nasal reflux, and had to bite down there. Um, so there's a bit of bad blood there. You know, Sharks have moved this game to Coffs Harbour, which is the southernmost point of Titans territory. So it's it's a, it's a little bit of a, a slap in the face here. There's, there's a bit of bad, bad blood there. It'll be a dry track, 2 p.m., big open sort of country sort of field. That will be, yeah, one of the game, Titans games of the year. I think the Titans will be out for revenge be going at them full speed yeah sharks always bring you know a tough hard game that'll be a good game round 12 mm. um and so who's playing in the grand final you can say the titans if you want to you don't have to i just realized we forgot to ask uh, mark on the cowboys preview for his grand final prediction which i feel bad about i'm sorry mark yeah not the cowboys uh, <laughs> <laughs> look something terminally dull like melbourne versus roosters i'm afraid you know oh, i, I like can't that. see it I um, like that at all yeah look I should sex it up a bit here for um yeah for the neutrals and you know something like Canberra and Parramatta where we can you know everyone can lean in but I think I look at the storm I look at the Roosters squads and the coaching staff and yeah I just I think they're going to be around for the next at least two to three years both those sides and just very good football teams I think, and yeah I think you're the first person to not say at least one of South's Canberra or Penrith in any of these so well done well done to you yeah look. Um, perhaps in 30 years' time, we'll look back at these Roosters-Melbourne grand final and, you know, how lucky we were to see this great rivalry. 
But yes, you know, oh, yeah. as a man, he makes like his money from... like we look from... back on the Manly Storm rivalries of the late 2000s with fondness. Yeah. Yearning for those halcyon days of just wrestle-fucking for 80 minutes. Fantastic. Not, not, not quite yet, but, you know, I mean, you know, time heals all wounds. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, look, two very good teams. and Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've got you guys finishing ninth, but I do kind of want Again. to move you up. Yes. But, um, yeah. I, I was a tentative ninth because obviously if Cam had signed, I would have probably shot you up to like fifth or fourth even. But yeah, it, it, I just think you'll be in and around that cluster. Um, obviously not going to be shocked if you make the eight at all, given you guys one spot outside. Um, I might even adjust it before we put out our ladders. But right now, I think I think just around around that bubble is, is about right. Mitch? Well, as you know, on the last pod, I made the live adjustment. I've knocked the knights out of my eight, which bumped everyone else up. I have the Titans seventh. And uh, I don't feel good about it because it's the popular riser. And generally, we all, we're all idiots and we're always wrong. So um, mm. <laughs> I didn't like that everybody's got them rising to, to, to the top eight. Yes, but... there's a bit of the um, the old Kiwis teams about the Titans. You know, like the Kiwis were always best when they had a you know a centre playing 5'8 and a 5'8 playing fullback. So yeah. when there's expectation there, it's it's generally a, a, you know, a worrisome thing for a Titans fan. So yeah. Um, Interesting. Um, look, I'm I'm daring the dream of um, a sixth place, and you know, get those uh, heady days of the you know second that finals week loss. You know, exit. Yeah. You know, I'm daring the dream there. So, um, but yeah, you're not fair. signing. I think that's a fair. At least you're not signing like Shannon Boyd and Riley Jackson and all that stuff. I think You've you guys can, can miss the finals and still be happy with the way your club's going. I agree. I think that's fair. Yeah, so um, maybe we don't have a farmer, you know, running around for us. <laughs> Before we get out of here, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the people in the top two tiers of our Patreon. If you want to support us, that's patreon.com forward slash NRLBoomRookies. Um, we've been blown away by your support in recent days. The, 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 new, the new patrons have just kept flowing in the last couple of weeks, and we cannot thank you guys enough for your support. And a very special thank you to Bert Andrews, Dave, Carlo Tyson, Adam White, Sam Anderson, Ben Wallace, Blake Moretti, Butsy, CTO, Cam Beswick, Chris Avnell, Chris Slade, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Frankie, Harvey G, Jace G, Jake Harper, James K, Jason, Josh Branded, Leon, Maddie Jenkins, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, Maddie McPee, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, Never Trendy, Old Mama Bear, Roxanne Clark, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Ty, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, Warwick Ahern, and Wayne Ritchie. Uh, we love you guys, and we are very, very grateful for your continued support. And Mitchell, the Coltrane Cup, it's nearly time. It is. So get on Patreon, get on Discord, which has been really good fun. Get on Patreon and you're going to enter your gold Coltrane Cup. Again, two grand final tickets if you win. Something if you beat me in Bungard. We haven't decided fully yet. It's going to be some form of merch. If you quit us. in round one again, everyone's going to beat you. Well, then am I, if I do that, everyone's going to love that. They're all going to get prizes. I won't. Well, you won't. And we won't, but everyone <laughs> else will. It's a majority. But yeah, get in there and then uh, get interacting on uh, Discord. It's been really, uh, surprisingly good fun, I'll say, Bungard. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a really good little community we've formed there already. Um, basically, imagine if you took rugby league twitter and got rid of all the morons oh there's still one or two sorry and gave a larger gave a, gave a larger platform to several morons but for the most part got <laughs> yes. rid of the morons um <laughs> chris is there anything else uh, anything you'd like to plug or promote before we get out of here um yeah gamer responsibly and all that uh no i saw Andrew doing at the shop so i thought that was pretty cool um <laughs> that is weird timing it, it uh threw me back the only other titans player i've ever seen at burley stocklands was dave taylor it was back in 2010, and he had a, a shopping trolley filled and had eight. It had eight like uh, giant boxes of toilet paper in it. It was the strangest thing I've seen in my life. And he was wearing a T-shirt that said "Ahoy fuckers," and it was just 
etched in my brain. It was just the the most surreal moment. And it was at that very point that I thought to myself, I don't know if Dave is going to be a long-term successful professional footballer. Every so. new anecdote we hear about the Coltrane makes me feel our decision to name the tipping comp after him. We have to you get him on. You've we heard the one from Paul, haven't you? It's, it's Sorry, go on. Oh, I ha- yes, tell it again, please. <laughs> so this gentleman on Twitter um, has basically said, you know, he takes his kids to Sizzler every year. He's got two daughters. You know, he's been there. I think it was two or three years in a row. He takes his daughter there. Every time he's gone, Dave Taylor's been there, like at, at Sizzler Miami. So either Dave has the same birthday as both of them or he's he was the regular there, <laughs> you know. May it rest in peace. Like, that, that was a body crafted by cheese bread. And don't you shame that damn. <laughs> he's, he's a goddamn king. I love him so much. All right. Uh, Chris, thanks so much for coming on, mate. Really appreciate it. Uh, absolutely. Ball guys. Good luck for the rest of the season. Yeah. We'll hopefully have you back on again soon. Maybe if maybe in the back of the year when the Titans are doing well, we'll have to be like, mate, what's happening? Uh, You're doing good. Are you I sure want to do, I want to do a special on Chris's stories about random Titans players. That's what I want to do now. That's fine too. Like just talk, yeah. just let you go about, you know, oh, I saw this guy at the shop. So I gave yeah. that one a lift and there's oh, quite a few. Uh, Brett Delaney, not, not, not... Brett Delaney. I helped Brett Delaney change a tire when he broke down on the side of the road. <laughs> Like well, it, you know, he can't pass for Delaney, so um, it'd be strange when driving with him, wouldn't it? Just Could take a punch to the lane. face, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jamin Lowe, king. All right, say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. And it's goodbye from me. <laughs>